So, we, we do a lot of looking. We look at our computers. We maybe look at the television set. We look at movies. We look through lenses, eyeglass lenses and maybe other lenses. We look at people a lot. We look at books. These days we look at books on a screen or hold them in our hand and we look at them. And of course, we also look at nature. And we, we could say, perfect our looking every day. Every day we practice it. But how often do we really see? The next three days will be um, a very straightforward, uncomplicated affair, we could say. We'll be spending time uh, drawing the simplest, most commonplace things of nature, the things that we've looked at all of our lives, and things that we may have eaten all of our lives, and never really seen. Maybe a squash or a cucumber, a scallion, a, a whole apple or an apple that's been bitten into, a mushroom, ginger, a tomato, peppers whole and cut open, leaves, grass, tree bark, flowers, roots, branches, bushes, all in their midsummer garb. Once you start to draw, all of a sudden you begin to see. We've kind of been blind, maybe, <laughs> for much of our life. How could we really have ignored in a deeper way the beauty, the intricacies of these simple things? The convoluted network of the veins of a leaf, for instance. It's amazing and wondrous undulations of a piece of grass. The strength and the intensity and the delicacy of the branches that make up a bush or make up a tree. The voluptuous curves of a pepper or an amazing tomato that Deborah bought the other day. The very slender, graceful beauty of a scallion You might begin as we enter into this, these days together, that your capacity for wonder is being restored. 
with re, with with new awe, or maybe uh, more accurately, renewed awe for the gift of seeing that had been maybe forgotten or maybe just put aside. We're reconnecting with nature and thereby reconnecting with ourselves while we see, when we see, when we draw. A way of getting into very intimate touch with the visible world around us and through it with ourselves. So in a fairly short time in this process, you may begin to have an inkling of what seeing drawing is or could be, might be. It's much more than drawing a picture. In fact, it's actually not really about drawing pictures. We could say that it's a meditation in action on that which really matters. An awakening from maybe years of non-seeing from what we could call the coma of looking at. I mean, we are kind of in a coma for years of our life just looking at. Moving into a very first-hand immediacy, the immediacy and the intimacy of seeing. It's as if the innocent eye of childhood is reawakened. And you might remember my story about my grandfather, or my grandfather, my grandson, my grandson's beginner's mind in relationship to the pine cone that I told uh, towards the beginning of this retreat. When the eye wakes up to see again, it suddenly stops taking things, anything, for granted. The thing that we draw, a leaf or a mushroom, a summer tree branch, a tomato, a foot, a face, is no longer a thing, no longer an object, no longer my object. And I'm no longer the overbearing subject, so to say, who objectifies things. There's something else that happens or has the potential to happen. The potential is that the split is healed. When we're really, truly seeing and drawing a leaf or a flower or a moth, a branch or a foot. It's, we could say, de-thingified. <laughs> We're saying, really saying yes to is its existence. And by drawing it, we dignify it. We really declare it 
worthy of our complete and total attention. As worthy of attention as you and I are ourselves. Simply because we and it, whatever it is, are here, are there, here. Worthy purely and simply for the sheer existence of their sheer existence, of all of our sheer existence, meaning all of it, in this very awesome mystery and miracle that we and all of it share. Sometimes thoughts and words betray or twist or undermining undermine uh, meaning and undermine truth. This process of seeing drawing can't do this. The drawings are as direct and nakedly truthful as the movement of the hand that we could say obediently just simply notes down what the eye perceives. So seeing drawing is about life, about life in its fullness, about learning to see again and thereby being really totally alive and fully aware. The quality of our perception changes. with this practice, we could say, of seeing drawing. With nothing interfering between the eye and what it sees. It's as though every line, every dot, goes through one's whole organism. And one is no longer the onlooker. So we could say that drawing the leaf, I become the leaf meaning I don't feel separated from it. Drawing another yogi's face, I become that person. I don't feel separated from them. So we could say that this is what seeing drawing really does. You become what you draw. Unless you become it, you can't draw it. Another thing that happens with seeing drawing is that we really begin to take delight, a pure delight in seeing. And it spreads out over all of our days. The light over the mountains in the late afternoon. Maybe the next time you go to shopping to the market the cabbages and the peaches, for instance, in the market. The people we see around, everywhere, anywhere. One artist said that my eye was in love. I had to celebrate this love, and so I draw. So you might fall in love these next three days.
the experience of seeing drawing has nothing to do with fabricating a product. Seeing drawing also is not devoted to self-expression and even less to making art objects or to being creative. We're experimenting in retrieving what we could call the lost art of seeing and fusing seeing and drawing and meditation. Seeing drawing is not, as I said, it's not self-expression. It's not I, me, that's expressing itself. Or this leaf, (laughs) not expressing that either, we could say. Rather, the leaf is allowed, or maybe we could say invited, to express, express itself by means of the I, heart, hand, reflex. And when at those rare moments, when intense seeing turns into seeing drawing, we may realize ourselves to be part of that creative process that unfolds unceasingly in nature, in all of the universe. And these, we could say, are really moments of grace. Over a thousand years ago, a Chinese sage named Huan Shi said, I and the ten thousand things are of one root. It's, It's at such moments of grace when the looking at stops and firsthand direct seeing is happening that the hand actually then begins to follow obediently we could say what the eye is perceiving you'll be in very close contact with the innermost workings of life within yourself and with everything around what you're seeing And when when this contact is very clear and intense enough, you forget yourself. You're no longer in your own way. And seeing drawing then has begun to break through to what we could call the artist within. So in this really very simple way, really a very simple practice way. It's a very simple practice way. And it consists of allowing the eye and the heart to be fully awake to life as it presents itself. And uninterruptedly in its myriad manifestations. So concentration, mindfulness, and discernment, investigation and discernment in relationship to the subtle variations of 
a particular bunch of maybe delicate branches, making up the bush that's in front of your eyes, or the very delicate dry leaf hanging there, or a small strand of grasses at your feet, or the form of a pepper sitting on the table, or your barefoot. Apart from the mobilization of the eye, this eye, all that's needed is uh, a drawing pad and a pencil or two. And then to let the hand follow, whether stunningly or awkwardly at first. Follow what the eye sees, what the eye perceives. And to keep doing this over and over and over again with eye, with the eye, the mind, the heart wide open. And so we'll begin uh, today going outside. And uh, we've set up a little uh, seeing eye studio out there. <laughs> there are enough chairs for everybody. And um, what I ask is that you, um, you need shoes and you might need a jacket. Uh, if you did not bring a sketchbook, there are a bunch here. You can take one. <clears throat> we also have um, good drawing pencils if you didn't bring... Uh, I don't want you to use a regular pencil, writing pencil. I want you to use drawing pencils because they're, uh, it's much uh, richer. And we'll talk at some point later on, maybe today or tomorrow, about the use of, of drawing pencils and what, what you can do with them, with the different uh, leads. So we have a bunch of those upstairs. Uh, and there are pencil sharpeners, which are really important. <laughs> so there's a little container of pencil sharpeners up there. There's pencils up in the dining room, meaning up there, by the door that goes outside. Uh, down a few stairs out, outside on the side, which is where our scene drawing studio is set up. So um, if you would take, if you want a sketchbook, please take one. I mean, there's not enough for everybody. I know some people probably brought their own, um, but please feel free to take one. And uh, I will meet you outside on this side of the building. You'll, it'll be very obvious where the studio is once you get out and go up the little path there. And we'll uh, go on from there. So, um, no more than ten minutes to get out there. If you need to use the bathroom, get yourself some shoes, uh, maybe a jacket, uh, so that you're comfortable while you're sitting out there, because you won't be moving around. And uh, I'll see you there in about ten minutes. Is it in the shade? It's a mix. You might need a hat. Thank you for asking. Yes, bring a hat, uh, because it, there is sunshine, and it's pretty strong sunshine out here. Are you sitting on the ground? The chairs. Those nice dining room chairs out there.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.